Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Take Three Podcast. My name is Alex, and always I'm joined by my co-host, Brandon, and we're coming off game four of the NBA Finals. The Bucks tie the series up 2-2 with a 109-103 win, and there might have been a little controversy if you watched this game, so I'm just going to go ahead and toss it right over to Brandon. What were your initial thoughts watching the game, watching Booker go off, and uh, what did you think about that no call late in the fourth? Um. Yeah, I mean, it was – it was pretty bad. I mean, the no call was it was pretty bad, I'd say. But then it's like from ref standpoint, it's like Devin Booker goes off with four minutes, and then the game's over. So going to do whatever they can to keep a star on the court that's in foul trouble at all. I mean, you look at it as are they going to call that on LeBron James? Are they going to call that on Kevin Durant? Like most stars in the NBA Finals, they're not going to call that on, even though it looks bad. So it's like, although I mean, a regular season, that's a foul. He's out of the game, but I see why they didn't call it. But, I mean, kind of one that the Suns let go away. Devin Booker, I mean, they were leading for most of it. They had control of it for most of it. The Bucks were still there fighting. But it looked like a game that the Suns would end up winning. But Chris Paul was just – he was god-awful, I'll say. It was um, the first game where he just looked out of sorts. Ball handles weren't there. Turnovers were bad. I think he had five turnovers. Uh, he shot five of 13. He only gave him 10 points. And then him along with DeAndre Ayton that couldn't really get any scoring. It kind of just it plagued them in the end. The uh, the Bucks kind of at the end hit that second gear with the pick and roll of Middleton and Giannis just really took over, I guess. Yeah, I would agree with the Booker point. Uh, it's it's a really bad look when it's that blatant, but like that's pretty much the way it's going to go in the NBA Finals. If you're a basketball fan, you've watched Finals before, you see kind of like no calls all the time in like crucial situations because they don't want the refs deciding the game. If Devin Booker goes out with four minutes left, Milwaukee kind of runs away with it. I'm glad Milwaukee won. I originally said Suns in six, but I was rooting for Bucks in seven. So I'll happily be wrong if the Bucks can win this championship. But to me, if you're Phoenix, there's two ways to look at it. I feel like they, if Devin Booker didn't come out and be supernova, they would have gotten blown out. Like, he scored 42 points in 17 and 28. He he was incredible. But at the same time, there's another way to look at it is that they wasted Booker's incredible game. They should have stole this one on the road. Chris Paul was abysmal. Uh, five turnovers, like you said. And DeAndre Ayton was very good uh, getting rebounds and defensively, but he couldn't get anything going offensively. He, I think he only shot the ball like two or three times in the second half. They couldn't really get that going. And then for the Bucks, Chris Middleton, we talked about this last episode. You brought it up that Chris Middleton hasn't had his explosion game yet, and we feel like it's coming, and it was right on time to even up the series. 15 to 33, 40 points in 43 minutes. That'll do it. That's what they need from Chris Middleton, especially if Drew Holiday is going to shoot 4 of 20 and 0 for 5 from 3. Drew Holiday just cannot seem to shoot the basketball well in this series at all. It's really hampering the Bucks. If they can, uh, If they ever find a way to get all three of their guys going at the same time, I think they'll cruise to an easy W. But also Giannis, he had a very good game again, 26, 14, and 8, three steals, two blocks, a wonderful block on DeAndre Ayton in crunch time. That was that was awesome to watch. But it seemed like he had a quiet game, but then you look at the box score, it's just because he's been so dominant that, like, when he's not that dominant, it looks like he's not playing well, but he's still doing his thing. Giannis is Giannis. He was still great. But – I'm not really sure to make of this. I'm glad we have a 2-2 finals. We have an interesting series. Um, I'm really interested to see if Milwaukee can carry this on the road in Phoenix because 
their main difference being home is they play defense much better. So I'm interested to see if they'll be able to do that. And I'm assuming Chris Paul will bounce back heading home. Uh, what do you think heading into game five? I mean, yeah, you would hope Chris Paul better. Uh, he, he better figure it out. This is now two nights in a row where he's not really been there. Booker obviously showed back up. We expected Booker, as we said last time. That I mean, I, we, I think we both said that Booker was going to show up and give it his all. And uh, he really turned around. Yeah, I think, I mean, the Suns, they need to figure out how to get DeAndre Ayton back into the offense. He can't be out there uh, giving you six points on three and nine shooting and uh, not getting to the free throw line. Right? He's, uh, he needs to find a way to uh, get the back to the basket and find a way to do something, create contact, get to the free throw line and uh, do something to help this club. Because, I mean, if Chris Paul is not going to be there and do what he usually does, if he doesn't bounce back, they're going to have to find a, another guy, right? Like Chris Middleton hasn't really been on point the entire series, but he showed up tonight when Drew Holiday didn't, and that pushed the Bucks forward. And, um, yeah, I mean, game five, it's kind of – this is a big one, right? Because if you're Phoenix, you don't really – if you lose at home and go back to Milwaukee, I don't know if you want to go back to that building down uh, down 3-2, and then it's like at the same time you don't even want to be – this game was so dicey that it's like the Bucks don't really want to risk being down 3-2 going back home. And even having that home court, because if Chris Paul plays, I mean, even half as good as he could, because he really played, I mean, at the bottom of the totem pole, I'd say he, if he gives you half as good effort, maybe cuts the turnovers and the, the turnover margin is 17 to 5 at the end. Like it could be a totally different ball game. I mean, what do you make of the Giannis fatigue thing? I think we see him, I mean, early in games at home, it's weird to see a guy with the crowd energy at home. Uh, fatigue so quick it's kind of I, I don't I don't know what to make of it it's weird yeah I agree it's strange right he leaves a game with like only like five minutes into the first quarter multiple times they actually talked about this on the broadcast and it was it was uh, either Mark Jackson or Gun- Van Gundy saying that like the only thing they could really think of because he's in he's in great shape right the only thing they can really think of is that like it's like nerves or like he gets winded because he's just kind of like overhyping himself heading into the game. So he needs just like a quick breather. I don't really know what to make of it. Uh, he still gave you 43 minutes tonight. It's just honestly weird to see. It's like his uh, playing in the first half. He plays in like small spurts, but it's been working the last two games. So I'm not going to criticize Bud for doing it. No, I just yeah, I just thought it's weird. Right. I mean, a couple minutes into the game and he just looks he looks out of sorts. He looks. He looks fatigued. He looked tired. I mean, they showed him after the game as well when he was celebrating. He looked downright exhausted. It's just weird seeing two days of rest and then him come out and kind of go through that fatigue thing. It could just be that, right? It could be nerves. It's his first NBA Finals. Huge stage, and uh, he did that. I kind of didn't like when I think – I'm trying to remember when it was. I want to say third quarter. Maybe it was – yeah, because it was before Booker picked up his fifth. And he was cooking, dude. Yeah, it was definitely in the third because he was cooking in the third. And Monty Williams took him out when he was cooking. And I was kind of just like, I was like, I don't like that. I was like, Chris Paul isn't giving you, he's not giving you shit tonight. Like, it's like you kind of got to ride the horse spots there. I know he's he's kind of weirdy. I mean, Devin Booker only played 29 minutes in game three. He got out early. So it's like you got to ride the horse, right? You got to find a way to uh, ride the horse to the finish line. So I didn't like that in the third quarter. I think they really – Although they they still fought, they fought through it and they still kept the lead, it just kind of like it threw off the momentum I think for Devin Booker because he was really killing it in the third, and then he comes back in the fourth, gets the gets the fifth foul, it might have been late, and that was definitely in the fourth when he knocked PJ Tucker down for the fifth, and it's like then he was all out of sorts right because he cooled him off by sending him to the bench. Now he's got his fifth foul, so now he's thinking shit, can't get my sixth foul, and uh, it kind of just 
threw him off mentally at the uh, down the stretch, right? He wasn't really hitting shots down the stretch. I said he'd hit a dagger to give them the uh, give them the game, but he just seemed that he was out of rhythm by that point. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, to the point when he took him out of the third quarter, I, I would agree. I would have kept him in, just kind of ran with it, especially if, like, the refs weren't going to make those kind of calls on him, like that he gets a little more leeway being a superstar. But, like, when he went out, I really thought, like, even though Chris Paul is having a bad game, I figured <laughs> here comes CP3, right? He's going to take over. And the very uh, – the next two offensive possessions for the Suns was, I believe, a Chris Paul mid-range and then a Chris Paul layup. Then after that, he just, like, he had two good shots, four quick points, and he couldn't really get it going after that. And it was strange because this would have been the perfect game for them to steal. Booker's going crazy. They really just needed a little bit more from Paul or Aiton. Uh, you got 15 from Crowder. And then this was a game where Giannis wasn't really attacking the rim that much. He only shot eight free throws, so he went, only went to the free throw uh, line four times. And if you look at the previous games, he was shooting like 12 to 20 free throws a game. So I expected him to sh- get to the free throw line double than what he did. So that was interesting as well. Um, they just needed more from Chris Paul. He was disappointing. Uh, quick shout out to Cam Johnson. That dude just just plays good basketball and is efficient. Um, he doesn't get a lot of shots. I know it's a small clip, but it seems he shoots 50% every game. He was two for four from three, four of six for the field for 10 points. Like, I think he's going to be a really good young player in the future. I like, like every time I check the box score at the end of the game, he's above 50% or at least 50%. But yeah, the Suns. I would assume they bounce back. And you were talking about Giannis being tired. I think the two days of rest in between is huge for both these teams, for Chris Paul and Giannis. I think we would see really sloppy basketball if it was every other day. Um, So they need to just take advantage of the rest. And I'm interested to see if they can come out and play well. I think they're going to need 40 from Giannis on the road if they're going to steal game five. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, Chris Middleton could do it again, but I find it hard to believe that he'll be this this good again. Like I – I have a feeling that Monty Williams will draw something up and they'll figure out that Giannis pick and roll with Middleton over the next uh, two days. It's just interesting. I mean, it's kind of just looking at the box score again. They shot 51% from the field. The Suns did compared to uh, the Bucks shot 40%. And it's also interesting that the Bucks shot 90. They got 97 shots up compared to 78. So it's like the amount of shots, right? The volume of shots you never really like to see. Even though you have that efficient 51%, this other team shoots 25, 30 more shots in a game at home it's it's just it's weird i mean that's i look at that and then look at the 17 to 5 turnovers um just crucial things you can't do but yeah i'm gonna assume i mean i think the suns will bounce back that crowd's gonna be roaring i think i think we're done with the blowouts like i think these next uh, this best of three because that's really what it is now it's a best of three i think we're finally going to get like good close competitive basketball games and uh i mean i'm excited for it i'm really for a series that I had very little like invested into it, like uh, emotionally, mentally, like really is my level of care from when a, a LeBron finals or a Warriors when it's like some marquee matchups. Um, I'm excited to just get three, uh, hopefully two or three competitive basketball games down the stretch. Yeah, I agree. I think the blowouts are done. I think they're going to be really competitive from here on out. I'm excited for it. I think game five is Obviously, it's crucially important for the winning team, but I think it's much more important for the Suns because if they go to Milwaukee down 3-2, that's probably a wrap. But, like, the Suns haven't really seen a lot of adversity. They swept the uh, Nuggets. 
They beat the Clippers in six. Yeah, you lost Chris Paul. That was some adversity. But they won both of their games without Chris Paul in the conference finals. And then they beat the Lakers in six as well. Then on the other side, you look at Milwaukee, sweep the heat. But then you go, oh, you get down 0-2 against the Nets. They've shown that they come back from 0-2. They did it this series. It's now 2-2. You go down 3-2 against the Nets. You tie it up. And then you go to game seven in Brooklyn overtime. And Chris Middleton was great. And Giannis was great down the stretch. So they're very resilient. You lose game one against the Hawks at home in the conference finals. Milwaukee has just shown the ability to bounce back and bounce back and bounce back. And the Suns haven't really been tested that way. I'm not saying that they're not capable of bouncing back, but we haven't seen it yet, like to the same magnitude. So I think game five is crucially important for the Suns. I think if they don't get game five, they ha- I don't think they have a chance of winning in seven. Whereas if Milwaukee doesn't get, get game five, I still think they have a pretty decent chance of winning in seven. Yeah, I mean, I think – by taking these, uh, taking these two at home, it kind of yeah it puts a lot of I think the pressure now it's ratcheted up on the Suns right they've they've got to figure out a way to stop the bleeding and um, yeah I mean you summed it up perfectly if they if they lose at home in Game Five they're in serious trouble I mean if you're looking at just what the opening line is on DraftKings it's Suns minus four uh, just pretty much a standard thing they're giving them that home court little boost so. Uh, it's going to be a lot of pressure on the Suns. And as you said, it's interesting to see how they will uh, face adversity for really the first time in this run. They've kind of had a pretty cookie cutter run. It was a fairly easy one. I mean, no AD for uh, towards the end of that Lakers series. And then obviously the Nuggets, no Murray. And then the Clippers, Paul George is battling, but no Kawhi Leonard. They didn't really face that level of adversity that the Bucks did. So, I mean, we're going to see what these teams are made of. Agreed. Excited for game five, and uh, we're looking forward to it. And uh, I think that's all we got tonight for game four. Uh, That's going to do it for today's show. Thanks to all of you for listening. Please like and subscribe. Comment if you have any suggestions. We'd love to hear your opinion. As always, Spotify link will be posted in the description. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.